Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access Access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers so you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. My name is Michael Lejeune and I will be your host today on Game Changers. And this is going to be a little bit different today. We're going to be doing a two-part series. So this is part one of a two-part series. Today, my guests and I are going to be talking about how to sell to the government. And during this series, we're going to be focusing on eight strategies you must master if you want to successfully sell in this market. The strategies we're going to be talking about in this series are the exact strategies that we have actually used with our clients to win more than $1.6 billion in government contracts. In fact, every technique and strategy we're going to be talking about today are outlined in this amazing manual that you got to get your hands on, uh, and it's in detail in the government sales manual, which over the last five years has become the Bible, if you will, of how to sell to the government. And you can actually get a free copy of the government sales manual by visiting our sponsor for today's episode, the Federal Access Program. To learn more about how to get your free government sales manual, please visit the link below this episode or go to federal-access.com forward slash join. So with that, now it's time to welcome our special guest, Joshua Frank. Uh, a lot of you guys know Josh. He is my business partner and often a, a co-host here on Game Changers. So uh, Josh, for those that don't know you, would you take a minute to just introduce yourself to everybody? Oh, you bet. Hey, thanks, Mike. And uh, yep, I started RSM Federal uh, a little over eight years ago. We're in our ninth year. And I specialize in small business techniques and strategies. I uh, present uh, and provide keynotes at national conferences around the country. And uh, you know what? We, we help companies win government contracts. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole focus of everything we do, whether it's a podcast or an article we write or whatever it is we do. It's, it's helping you know, government contractors win contracts. So let's dive into our topic today, which is how to sell to the government 
and the eight strategies you must master to be successful. And and I know, you know, when somebody hears that, the first question they have in their mind is, are there really only eight strategies? Because the government is big and it, it feels overwhelming. <laughs> I was looking at the tax code today just a little bit, and there's over 74,000 pages in the tax code. You know, there's over 2,000 pages in the FAR. Um, so nothing the government does is easy, and yet we're saying there's eight strategies you can master. So, so are there really just eight strategies, Josh? All right. So first, first, uh, Mike, let's not scare our listeners. Uh, this is not the tax code and this is not the federal acquisition regulation. Um, you know, the short answer is it, the answer is yes and no. Each of the eight strategies uh, that I'm going to outline have secondary strategies and various techniques with various step-by-step recommendations. So yes, there are eight strategies uh, that every company requires uh, to, to win government contracts. But these strategies each have very uh, specific and unique te- techniques and strategies that you have to execute for each one. Right. So, yes, we're going to cover eight during this podcast and, 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 and you know the second one uh, in the series, but we're going to cover it from the perspective of where companies have their, their, their greatest challenges and what is required in order for them to not only win contracts, but consistently win contracts. Yeah, I, I think that's a really big point. You know, and These are the core strategies, so this is kind of like that foundation that everybody needs to build on. And I think once you really get a handle on the foundation, then you can get fancy with other techniques and strategies and that kind of stuff. But I like what you said there about you know, once you learn these, this will help you consistently win contracts. Cause that, that is something I hear a lot from our clients is, Hey, we got in the market. We won two or three contracts right out of the gate, thought this was going to be so easy. And then we haven't won anything in five, six years. And when I pull FPDS reports, I see that sometimes where somebody gets in the market, they win two or three contracts and then they go through a drought where they win nothing because they really, they came in with no strategy, no real understanding of these things that we're going to talk about. And they hit some home runs just out of sheer luck, right? And so we're, we're going to really touch on that as we get into these. Yeah, and, and, and you know, what's interesting, Mike, it, it, I call them the two contract wonders, right? Yeah. Companies that have won one or two contracts, they, they fell into them, um, you know, not necessarily prime. They could be subcontracts. They, they perhaps think it's easier than, than what it really is. And those companies, two, three years later, uh, you know, have gone from a couple million dollars back down to a half a million, and they don't understand why. And this is why I like the subject today so much. These, you know, what are these eight strategies? These core, the foundational strategies, because those are the. T- it's not just companies that are trying to learn to sell to the government for the first time. Uh, and want to do it quickly and increase revenue and cash flow. But it's also those other companies, as you just mentioned, these two contract wonders that got contracts, but now they can't figure out how to win the next one. Right, right. No, that, that's a great point. And we even see it in companies where, guess what? There's turnover in your company. People leave and go away and they take that what becomes company proprietary knowledge with them on how to sell. And then, then the new person comes in 
who's never sold to the government. Now this company that used to sell $10 million is selling one because this new person can't figure out how to sell. And so I, I, I love this. And, you know, in any sport that you look at, when a, when a team starts doing poorly, the first thing the coach typically does is say, we're going to strip out all the fancy stuff, go back to the fundamentals. You know, if it's baseball, you got to learn how to hit. you got to learn how to catch. If it's football, it's got to learn how to tackle. you got to learn how to catch. The simple stuff, and that's when they start winning again. So I, I love this as a foundational piece for anybody's listening. And with that, I, I don't want to keep talking about it. I just want to jump right in. And let's, and let's talk about the first strategy, which you've outlined as understanding the basics of government acquisition. Yeah, you know, the basics of government acquisition, uh, it's the foundation for understanding any of the advanced techniques or strategies that the companies use to win contracts. You know, of the eight strategies that we're going to discuss, this this is probably the one that most business consultants and small business offices uh, and counselors and specialists and so on this is what they normally focus on. You know, um, what are your next codes? What are your FSC or your federal supply codes? Where do you find opportunities? Uh, who buys what you sell? You know, a, a, an important point for our listeners, Mike, would be if all you understand are the basics, you're unlikely to win or to consistently win government contracts. You know, the basics aren't enough. Right. Uh, there's uh, tens of thousands of companies that understand the basics, but they don't win anything. But without the basics, there's no foundation. So, uh, you know, everyone teaches the basics. Right. Doesn't matter whether it's a nonprofit uh, funded by DOD, whether it's a small business office, whether it's a business consultant, uh, a mentor. Uh, but what do you do after you understand the basics? That's really the other seven strategies that we're going to be discussing. But but you do have to understand the basics. You have to start somewhere and the basics are critical. Yeah. And, you know, like I said earlier, you know, there's well over 2000 pages in the federal acquisition regulation, but you don't have to know all 2000 pages. Right. You, you need to understand the basics. You need to understand uh, like you were saying, you know, your NAICS codes and FSC codes and different things like that. You need to understand how an acquisition works because especially if you're coming from a commercial market over into the government space, you are used to going down to meet with a prospect, trying to sell them something. And then, you know, all the, the bosses always ask when people get back, what did you sell anything? Did you get a contract? And like, uh, that's not how it works. So, you know, <laughs> even even the culture in your company needs to understand the basics of depending on what we sell. It's not like, you know, walking into IBM, pitching them on an idea and then getting a contract. There's a lot more to what these basic fundamentals. And I think that helps set expectations across your company for even how you're going to approach it, how long it's going to take to win a contract, uh, but just the 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 proper things to do and in what order are you know determine a lot of the basics, right? Yeah, and and, and just to summarize, you know, uh, on this on this first uh, part of the core strategy, uh, I think most of our listeners probably already know most of this. Uh, you know, I now if you're you're absolutely completely brand spanking new to to government sales and federal acquisition 
then yeah, you may not know what a NAICS code or an FSC code is. But I think the majority of our listeners today, they understand the basics. I think most of them have. Most of them have been to a PTAC, right? Mm -hmm. They've gotten their basics. They've been to a small business development center. They've gotten their basics. They've been to multiple conferences and training sessions, and they've gone to small business offices at a federal agency or an armed service. They have the basics. And so I think uh, what, we, what we're going to end up doing now is the, the, the seven, the other seven core strategies, this is where we're going to get into specifics, but you can't do any of those seven without the basics. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, and, th- and that, that's super important. So with that, let's dive into, you know, strategy number two is understanding how to create a market strategy. Yeah, you know, when I first started RSM, uh, RSM Federal back in 2008, one of the most common questions that we received, uh, that we got was, can you help me create a sales strategy specifically tailored for my product or service? And so, you know, most of the organizations focus on these, you know, basic contact points. Uh, you know, most folks that, you know, say, sure, I can help create a strategy, you know, that, you know, what are your product codes? What are your next codes? You know, here's how you use FedBiz ops. But Mike, very few organizations actually focus on tactics, the tactics that, uh, a company strat, you know, tactics and company strategy, um, or, or even how to execute a market and sales strategy. So, you know, some organizations, Sure, they they think they have uh, a, a company strategy for engaging the market, but they don't have the tactics. And even if they have a strategy, a lot of companies don't know how to execute the strategy. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that that really does bring up a good point there. I mean, you would think there there are dozens of organizations that you know provide services like this, where you know some of them are free services, some of them are a small fee, that sort of thing, and they help companies sell to the government. You know, you would think that these companies help with market strategies, but I, I'm, I don't get that just from you. Yeah, uh, you know, this is quite honestly, Mike, this is somewhat of a, a political hot potato because there there is a there is for, for all of our listeners, you may not realize this, but there is an incredibly strong relationship between the nonprofits uh, whether it's a PTAC, an SBDC, a, a VBRC or a VBOC, uh, you know, an EDC, all these alphabet nonprofits that are funded by state or federal organizations, they have strong relationships with those of us that are management consultants or business coaches that support the federal space. You know, the challenge, though, is those organizations and, and most consultants, they focus on the basics because there's so many people looking for so much information. Uh, but very few organizations, whether free or, or, or paid, actually can not only, not only understand how to put together a market strategy – but are able to communicate it in a way that other companies understand and they can tailor it 
to a specific company and to that company's specific products and services. This was the genesis for what we what we now call the MPS uh, or the market penetration strategy. And it's literally an end-to-end step-by-step strategy that includes, you know, the recommended contacts, uh, you know, who, sh- who, you, who you should be getting in touch with, what questions you should ask, how and where you should focus, how do you achieve maximum value. And, and bottom line, all of it has to have dotted lines to how do you actually win a contract. Um, the MPS, because of its popularity, became a foundation within the government sales manual very early on when we started the company. Uh, and then about five years later, we actually published an advanced version of the MPS. Uh, and it now that one's available in, in federal access. But the, but the second one, and just get, give our listeners an idea, you know, the first MPS, Market Penetration Strategy, focuses on, you know, you know, you know, small business offices, uh, program, federal agency program managers, what questions you ask, what documentation you send, how you differentiate, how you position with them, how you communicate competitive advantage. I, I mean, it can go, the list goes on. The second MPS, and, and you know, our, our team is really proud of this one. Actually, t- it takes an actual company and their actual certifications and their actual services, right, that they provide. And it goes through exactly, here's how you identify and which agencies you should target and how you target them. And, and so, you know, whether, I mean, all of this is outlined in, in extensive, I mean, it's like 20 pages, extensive detail within the government sales manual. But the, there's just so few organizations that have the intellectual capital and the capability of helping a company figure that out. And that's one of the things that, you know, we obviously put into the government sales manual so that companies can self-teach, you know, you can be self-taught. You can figure out how to do this and you can trust the content because it's obvious other companies have done it. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. And so a couple, couple things I want to point out after what you just said there is one is, you know, as we're going through these eight strategies, we're, we're really talking about the strategies you need to master. We're not necessarily giving a master class in those today and in the next session. So, uh, so understand that if you're listening to this, this is not the master class in this. This is mostly to bring awareness to you of where you need to get educated. We are going to educate you along the way today, but I want to make that distinction in the podcast. And the other distinction I want to make is even though you will hear a comment like Josh and I are making here about like some of the free services like PTAX and other things like that, I, I want to make it really clear that we do endorse these organizations. In fact, I remember one of the first calls you and I had together with a client one of the first questions you asked was, have you gone to your local PTAC yet? And the person said no. And we said, okay, well, that after we're done today on this call, that's the first thing you need to do is you need to go to the PTAC, go use those resources, and then probably come back and see us in three to six months. You know, go, go, get, go get some of that out of the way because there's a lot of value there. But understand on the flip side, a boutique firm like RSM Federal, if you will, is managing you know, tens of clients instead of hundreds of clients. So, you know, whereas a PTAC, 
they're having to manage volume in order to get their funding, which again, it's not a bad thing. It's just, that's the business they're in. And they don't necessarily have the time that an actual consulting firm has to sit down with a client and walk them through step by step like RSM does or some of the other companies out there. So I want to make that distinction. There's a lot of value in those free and, and, you know, small fee type services. Uh, but at some point there crosses a bridge where you need to look at having something that's a little more tailored and somebody who has more time to spend with you. And that's where you get into the consulting side of it. So, yeah. And, uh, Again, uh, you're, you're firing in all cylinders today, Mike, because um, your, your points are, are just totally on target. You know, as you said, yes, every single one of our clients, every single one of our members, everybody starts with a PTAC. And, and people often say, okay, and this is a fair question. Why would I go with a consulting firm or why would I pay for anything if I can get it free for free with a PTAC? And the answer is we all specialize in different areas. Yes, we're all in the government, but when it comes to creating a market strategy, a market strategy is not about the basics, okay? A market strategy is about techniques and strategies. Okay. And so, you know, I, 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 I think I would just close on that and say, look, everyone should be using the free services. There's a reason why they exist. There's a reason why the government funds it. But when it's time for you and, and you're ready to accelerate and you've got to do all these other core strategies in order to win government contracts, it's about technique and strategy. That is what we specialize in. That is why companies have won billions of dollars using using our resources, et cetera. Yep. So, yeah, like I said, you know, you're going to cross a bridge at some point, or at least you're going to have the option, and it's to stay where you are or accelerate. And, you know, the, those are all great services. So I, I, I like what you said there. So, so let's move on and talk about strategy number three, which is understanding how to market and how to communicate value. Yeah, you know – nothing, nothing replaces experience, right? I mean, you can get an MBA. I have an MBA, but, but that's book smarts. You know, you, you need to learn from those that have done it, have marketed and sold specifically in the government space. There are, you know, there are some out there, you know, that'll make marketing overly complicated. Uh, you know, when it comes to the government, I mean, this is about as simple as, as I'm going to get today. You know, when it comes to marketing, you need four things. You need a business card, a capability statement, a website government page, and a ICS, or what's, what we call an introduction and capability statement for teaming. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I, and I, I love how simple those four things are because people are always talking about all these different things they need, and, and that is really, really simple. So, so what is the primary challenge that companies face when communicating the value of their products and services? Good question. Um, in fact, really good question because the key word you just used was value. Most companies um, are communicating what they sell, right? Right. right? It, they're communicating, well, gee, here's the products we sell. Here's the services we provide. But they don't communicate the value. Communicating value is an art and a science. Too many small companies 
talk about their products and services, right? Uh, the small businesses that have succeeded in government sales, right? And, and we've worked with thousands of companies over the years. Um, the, the ones that have succeeded have learned that it's not about the products or the services that you sell. It's about the value that your products or your services provide. This is, Mike, I'd say it's incredibly difficult for a company to grasp if they're not already doing it this way, let alone tailoring it to their own company and their own solutions. You know, as a result, we developed uh, a really large module within the manual that provides, you know, just hundreds of recommendations and techniques and strategies on how to, uh, I'll just throw out a couple, like how to differentiate your company and your solutions, how to shape and ghost requirements. And, and for those that, you know, hey, what's ghosting? That's where you influence the acquisition and, and make the government or even your teaming partners uh, decide to do something a certain way that is in your best interests, maybe gives you competitive advantage, bars entry to your competition, um, but uh, also strategies on how to how do you position for opportunities. You know, so what? Bid matching systems are a dime a dozen, right? Now, yes, there are two or three bid matching systems that help you identify opportunities and maybe track them. Um, but there are hundreds of these systems out there. And here's the thing. They specialize in identifying opportunities, right? I mean, all they are is just, it's a regurgitation of data. They're just pulling data from government systems. What very few of those systems do, in fact, I've never found one that does it really well, is help you position for opportunities, right? Um, you know, also, uh, how do you communicate the value of your solutions? How do you communicate and position for competitive advantage? The company, bottom line, the companies that understand how to communicate their value are going to win more contracts. And if you know how to communicate your value, you're going to understand how to market to your customer. Yeah, I, I think that's huge. And, and, and you're right. You know, there's so many times when we meet a company and the first thing that you hear is they're a woman owned small, this, that, and the other, you know, there's like 50 different certifications they have and they'll tell you some generic statement about what they do. And the question that immediately comes up is, so what do you do again? And what value do do you provide your clients? Cause, cause you know, they spit out all this stuff and you have no idea. And unfortunately, whatever they spit out in that first 30, 40 seconds when they're talking to you is usually how they communicate, you know, communicate, if you will, I'll put that in the air quotes, people can't see it. That's how they communicate their value in their proposals, which is really just about, they're just, they're just spewing out things, not value. Yeah, and and you, so are you, you. You keep taking my thunder today, Mike. Uh, really good points. Um, so yes, uh, you're absolutely correct. Uh, if you're not communicating value in your proposals, you're not winning proposals. You're not winning contracts. Let me drive this point home um, by by giving you an example. Uh, you know, when you're at a let's say you're at a, a national conference or it could be a regional or a state or a local conference, doesn't matter. And you're walking around the exhibit hall and you're talking to folks. And just as you said, 
right? You know, the, the, the introduction is, you know, hey, Josh, what do you do? Well, gee, I'm a 8A or a woman-owned or an SCVUSB that provides, you know, information technology services, that provides uh, contracting, general contracting services, that provides environmental services, whatever it may be. Here's the thing to remember. There are a hundred other companies that introduce themselves the exact same way. There is nothing that's differentiated you, right? Everybody's the best in their region. Everybody has a great methodology. Everybody has a great, you know, process. Everybody has great quality assurance and quality control. And so, you know, if, if a small business went to a large business and, and, and gave their intro the way you just said, without communicating any value, all it takes is that one company to go, hi, you know, I'm Josh uh, with uh, RSM Federal, and we're in the business of providing the following value, blah, 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 blah. Guess what? You're the one company out of 100. That's what it means to understand how to market, right? And so, you know, it's not just about positioning for opportunities. It's, it's Mike, as you said, you've got to understand your value because it will seriously differentiate you. And, and this is for a, a, a $250 million company, and this is for a, a $25,000 one-person entrepreneurial company. Yep, it yep. just doesn't matter. It applies the same way. So, yeah, that, that, that's all really good. So that's a great example for everybody to hear. So as we start to wind down on this podcast here, I want to hit strategy number four. And this one is understanding that learning to apply what you've learned is more important than educating yourself. Yeah, and, and I'm actually going to repeat that back because it's really important. Understanding that learning to apply what you've learned, so the application of what you've learned, is more important than the education itself. This is a fairly simple concept. You can educate yourself all you want, but if you don't know how to apply what you've learned, it's difficult to create a market strategy, let alone execute one and you know that makes perfect sense and i think that's for a lot of companies they are all about the education but they're not about the application so you know a lot of companies go to conferences they attend mm -hmm. training sessions you know yep. they're paying for webinars and training courses but there are some companies that win contracts and there's others that don't so w what are your thoughts on that why do some companies win contracts while others don't so, all right, so for, for all of our listeners that have heard me at a conference or, or watched any uh, or read or watched any of the hundreds of resources uh, within, within FA, within Federal Access, this is going to sound a little familiar. And if you haven't heard this before, it will probably, a light bulb will just start going off o over your head. Uh, alarm bells will be going off because these two stories are very telling. First, let's let's talk GSA schedules, right? We're not going to talk about whether you need one, but but you know, in general, like today, there's about seventeen thousand companies that that have GSA schedules. Of those seventeen thousand companies, uh, somewhere around forty three, forty five percent fail to use them. That means they fail to win government contracts. Uh, you're talking about 10,000 companies here, okay? And, and I know for a fact at least 7,000 of that 10,000 don't make a single penny, 
total goose eggs, zeros. And so, you know, I would, I would ask our listeners, think about this for a minute. Almost half of companies that have GSA schedules, right? And, and everybody, especially companies that sell GSA schedule services, you know, they're, they're, they're chomping at the bit to, you know, try to, you know, explain why this is an issue. But most of them don't say anything and they don't want to because this is how they, they put bread on their table. Companies that have GSA schedules, first, you had to prove. You, these companies all have solid products or solid services, okay? You really can't get a schedule without it. These are all companies that were successful in the commercial space, right? They're, they're successfully selling uh, in the private sector, right, to corporations and, and other companies. So the question is, if everybody has a GSA schedule and everybody has solid products and services, why are half of them winning and half of them aren't? Now, I'm not going to answer just yet. Second story, two companies, okay? Two companies have the, uh, the, sell the exact same products and services, not similar, the exact same. The owners of both companies went to the same college um, or got the same certifications. Uh, they all went... Uh, they, they all went to the exact same uh, conferences. They went to the exact same training sessions. They attended the exact same webinars. They bought the exact same books on Amazon. Everything about these companies and how they educated themselves on the government on the government market are identical, exactly the same. One company makes three and a half million dollars in the first eighteen months. The second company doesn't make a penny. So you got 50% of GSA schedule holders, right, that, that succeed, the other fail. And you got two companies, and this happens every day in the market, two companies train the exact same way, exact same way, but one succeeds and one doesn't. It's not about what they learned. Okay, it's not about the education or the training or all the courses they've gone to in Washington, D.C. or at national conferences. The answer is that some companies learn to apply what they've been taught and others have not. Learning to apply what you've what you've learned is more important than all of these webinars and books and training sessions. Now, don't get me wrong. Mike, you need all these, right? I, I mean, you need all of these. You constantly want to educate yourself. But learning to apply what you've learned is what separates those that win contracts and those that don't. Uh, here, real quick final point. It's for that reason that the government sales manual was designed. It is the reason that our company stood up eight years ago. Okay, it's a focus on helping companies apply what they've learned because not a lot of companies do it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And it and you see it all over the place. People learn a lot of the same stuff and they just they don't learn the application for whatever reason. And, you know, the, the thing is, a lot of people just have to start executing to actually learn how to apply it and they just don't know True. what to do. And so that's why they need a guide, you know, whether it's, you know, initially the PTAC or a consultant or whatever it is, they need a guide pushing them to do stuff instead of just, 
hey, we're going to another conference and another conference and another <laughs> training session. So that's just not going to get you where you need to be. So um, so anyway, I, I think this has been really, really good, Josh. You know, this is a great start to the series, not just for companies that are new to government sales, but also for companies that have been doing this for years and years and years. So thank you so much for the insights on this. And uh, I look forward to all of the listeners joining us on part two. Thanks, Mike. Uh, much appreciated. And, and just let the listeners know, uh, part two is going to, uh, real quick, I'll just say it now, is going to cover uh, teaming. It's going to cover uh, proposals. And uh, it's going to cover uh, techniques and strategies and why they're so important. And finally, the importance of having rock-solid templates mm, for yeah, your marketing that- Pro, yeah, marketing, prospecting, and sales, etc. That's, that's going to be some really good stuff. So, so thank you again. And while I'm here, I just want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today on this episode. Remember that this is just part one of a two-part series. Check back soon for part two. Also, remember that you can find every episode on iTunes. Just look for Game Changers for Government Contractors and subscribe to the feed to make sure you get every episode. Last but not least, please visit our sponsor for today's episode, the Federal Access Program at federal-access.com forward slash join. When you visit the page today, you'll learn how to get a free, yes, I said a free copy of the Government Sales Manual. Be sure to tune in next week for lessons from our experts on how to win more government contracts. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.